1: Squares retrograde Jupiter. Are good intentions paving the way to a hellish situation? Next on Horoscope Highlights. Hello, my name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about Venus, Forming a Square to Retrograde Jupiter on September 17th. But, before we begin, did you know that you could read about the transits for your own sign and subscribe to my weekly newsletter? All you have to do is go to astrologyhub.com slash horoscope. Again, that's astrologyhub.com slash horoscope. Now, let's go ahead and talk about that Venus square retrograde Jupiter. Venus and Jupiter are both considered benefics in astrology. Benefics are planets that bring people together. Uh, Venus brings people together through one-on-one relationships, a betrothal, or romance, or even a marriage. Uh, Jupiter brings people together by uniting them around community, a common cause, even something that they believe in as a community, so they might come together in a church, uh, synagogue or some other temple of worship. So this idea of bringing people together is very important. It's rudimentary to the benefics, Venus and Jupiter. Now, why are Venus and Jupiter considered benefics? Benefics, which basically means bringing good, uh, particularly bringing good things to you through other people. So there's a social element that's also a part of the Venus and Jupiter vocabulary. There's also the quality of light. Venus and Jupiter, when they're visible in the sky, are very bright. Uh, You really can't miss them in the sky. When you see them, you'll be like, oh my goodness, that must be, is that Venus? Is that Jupiter? they are bright lights in the heavens, and their light is the most powerful. It's the most bright. And it was regarded by the ancients as being the most pure. So these planets were seen as bringing good things, good things into your life, bestowing upon you blessings and riches and good fortune and a sense of happiness in your life. Uh, Venus was about, as I said, bringing two people together. And Jupiter was about bringing people together under one roof or around one table. Uh, This was in contrast, sharp contrast, to the malefics. The malefics' lights were not pure. And the malefics were said, because their light was not pure, to bring bad things. And so the two malefics in astrology are Mars and Saturn. Mars, because it has a red glow. Um, Some nights it will even have a sort of brownish red glow, kind of like a healing wound or dried blood which makes perfect sense because Mars is named after the Roman god of war. And Saturn, Saturn's light was faded and the planet was slow moving. And so this faded, slow moving, sort of dim light Saturn went on to sort of describe Saturnian types as dim and slow moving. And that became associated to the elderly, uh, Saturn being the uh, Roman god of time and old things. Uh, in Roman mythology. So that was basically the difference between the benefics and the malefics. Now, the idea that a lot of people get with benefics, and it makes perfect sense, is that you obviously want benefics in your chart, you know. Um, and, And not only do you want benefics in your chart, but you want benefics to be very strong. You want them to be very powerful. And a benefic in your chart, remember the benefics are Venus and Jupiter, are most powerful when they are either in their own signs. uh, Venus rules the sign of uh, Taurus and Libra, and Jupiter rules the zodiac signs of Sagittarius and Pisces. So that's a strong or good placement. But also when they are exalted by planetary dignity. Venus is exalted in Pisces. Jupiter is exalted in Cancer. And so these uh, appearances, these placements of the planets in your astrological chart. Will speak very much to the power of their benevolence. Uh, certainly, having them on the angles, particularly the ascendant and the midheaven, are also good placements. Uh, Venus at the top of your chart or Jupiter at the top of the chart uh, brings great attraction, Venus or uh, fame or patronage if it's Jupiter. So these are the things that astrologers look for and look at. So again, as I said, everyone wants to know that that. They're being blessed with benevolent and good things. Now, the way that we typically think of planets being hard in some way uh, or, or being harmful in some ways, uh, first of all, we think of the malefics as being harmful. And so if malefics are strong. They can be harmful forces. But we also can see the malefics as sort of raining on the benefics parade. You know, for instance, if you have a Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, or um, a Mars and Venus conjunction uh, can be difficult. I mean, we usually think of conjunction as a good thing, but it can be difficult if you put a malefic next to a benefic because the malefic is really sort of taking away from the light of the benefic. It's it's raining on their parade. And so we're used to thinking of benefics as being compromised or thwarted or undermined. Uh uh, only by the presence or the or forming an aspect to a malefic. What we are not so used to thinking is that benefics can actually cause their own harm, um, and that often can happen through a square or an opposition. But today we're talking about a square, a Venus forming a square to retrograde uh, Jupiter. Okay, and 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 this can be seen as a bad influence um why why would anyone see that as a bad influence these are two good planets and you know is it bad because it's too much of a good thing you know and and there is that sort of reputation to venus jupiter squares uh too much of a good thing where you know one image might be you know Loading up at the food buffet at the at the hotel first thing in the morning, you know, like, oh, wow, look at all this food. It's so great, you know, and taking out a plate and just loading it all up and taking it back to your table, you know, and and maybe uh, a member of your family or someone you're traveling with is saying, you know, you can go back to the buffet. You don't have to load it up, you know. In my household, where I was raised with four brothers and we were all one year apart, we always loaded up on the buffet, much to the embarrassment of my mother. And we'd be like, yeah, you know, you know, we guard the plate and all these sorts of things. So 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 there is such a thing as overloading your plate at the buffet. Okay, that might be uh, seen as a Venus Jupiter square, a kind of overindulgence, Uh, or one might think of a bacchanalia. Okay, bacchanalias are, are 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 where people get drunk and they party. And in ancient times, they 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 really go all out. Uh, you see bacchanalias a lot in those um, uh, uh, Roman movies, like Spartacus or something like that, or, or or even those Bible movies. You know, where it's Samson and Delilah, and they have a bacchanal, and you know the 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 dancing ladies come out, and they're like, <laughs> you know, and they wear loosely. uh uh, loosely fitted veils or 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 maybe tops that show off the bazoom with uh silken veils and things like this and they're like (laughs) you know or maybe they show up um uh in Ten Commandments where Moses goes up to the mountain to talk to God and get the Ten Commandments and while he's gone you know his followers who've been in the desert for like a bazillion years you know somehow the ladies whip out their Bacchanalia costumes and they're makeup and they dance around the golden calf and things like that so bacchanalias are like where you lose yourself you know sexually in a delirium of 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 booze or ecstasy or whatever is going on and that can be very jupiterian okay so so we could sort of have that idea with with a venus and a jupiter square but i want to sort of break this down for you this this uh Venus and Leo forming a square to retrograde Jupiter, the square we know is going to not be a good thing, okay? Because squares are about conflicts and fights. Why are squares about conflicts and fights? They're about conflicts and fights because all squares, whether they involve this particular planet or not, all squares are of the nature of Mars, okay? So Mars doesn't have to be involved in the square at all. You can have a uh, uh, sun-moon square, and we have them every month with a first and fourth quarter moon. Um, but squares are a conflict, okay? It's it's some sort of fight. It's some sort of battle. So the question that we have to ask ourselves with this week's Venus-Jupiter square is, how do two nice planets fight? Okay. Uh, how do two nice planets fight? That's a very good question. Do they kill each other with kindness okay that might be a form of fighting they're they they they're, they're one is kind to the other and they sort of outdo one another with 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 escalating kindnesses or or polite overtures um do they okay we're dealing with leo and we're dealing with taurus do they try to seduce venus or do they try to bribe jupiter and taurus the other person into doing what they want that can be a sort of fight, you know, uh, uh, if someone's seducing you and, and let's say you're married or, or with someone else, you're, you're fighting against the seduction. There's a conflict there. Or or if someone is, you know, um, showing you all these wonderful things that you can have and willing to, you know, uh, give you more money or something like that, you may wrestle with your conscience. Okay. So, so, so there can be this kind of like fighting or struggle that can take place and Venus's favorite form of combat is seduction, and, and Jupiter's favorite form of combat is buying it, uh, particularly in the zodiac sign of Taurus. Or, or when they're in conflict, are they in a state of denial? Um, maybe like some sort of um, a family picnic, like we're going to continue with our family picnic, even though... Mount Vesuvius is exploding and erupting in the background, okay? Uh, somehow Christopher went to Pompeii with that one, but you know, maybe there's a Pompeii family outing where they're enjoying their picnic and Vesuvius is erupting in the background and they're like, "Hey, no mind to that that's volcano. Uh, let's go on with our picnic." Okay, that might be a conflict of sorts. So it's not conflict in the way that we're really used to seeing it in terms of like, you know, a Mars being in conflict, conflict. I'm going to punch your eyes out, or Saturn being in conflict, like I'm going to withhold my love and make you beg for my approval, you know, anything like that. Uh, these are conflicts where they're nicing each other. Um, so, so a Venus-Jupiter square, let's put Venus-Jupiter square in a context of a regular day-to-day life where it could occur. Um, think of um, a best friend who says, let's, let's, Let's get together and um and and uh, let's get together and go out shopping. Okay. And you say to the best friend, "Well, I really have to go to my gym, you know, like like I have to hit the gym. I I have this routine." And the best friend is like, "Oh, no, no, no. Put that off. Let's let's go shopping. What if that'd be a much more fun thing to do?" That would be a conflict. Okay, you're becoming seduced or talked out of something that you know you should do. And the person seducing or talking you out of it isn't being evil or malevolent or cruel. They just simply have a whim to go shopping and they want some company. And wouldn't this be fun? That could be a a Venus Jupiter square. Another example of a Venus Jupiter square might be, let's say, um, let's say you've just started a diet and you've been on this diet for a week or two. um, And you go out with friends and you always like order something more dietetic or something like that. And friends are beginning to be like, oh, come on, you know, why don't you just have a bite of this cake? Or why don't you um, order this great looking steak? Or why do you have to be so, you know, and they're kind of like at you because um, because they don't want you to be a part. You know, the diet sets you apart. They want you to be part of the group, which would be a very Jupiterian thing. Or, or, or come on, wondering, or come on, dessert, or come on, let's treat yourself. Jupiter doesn't want anyone to be a part of their, uh, apart from their group, they want everyone to be a part of it. Okay. And so you can get those signals from friends or coworkers or, you know, where, where you're resolved to do something, which is putting you, you know, at, 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 outside the group. And they're like, come on, have fun. This would be another example of, um, of a Venus Jupiter square. So that's why I asked at the beginning, for instance, you know, our good intentions paving the way to hellish situations. And that's what you sort of want to take a look at when looking at a Venus-Jupiter square. They mean well, but the result may not be a good one. Okay, so how do we break this down? We've got Venus in a fixed sign, which is Leo, And we have Jupiter in a fixed sign, which is Taurus, okay? Squares and oppositions can only take place between signs of the same mode, okay? So if you have a cardinal square, that could be an Aries and a Cancer or an Aries and a Capricorn. I just listed uh, uh, three cardinal signs right there. Uh, The fourth one would be the opposition, Aries and Libra, okay? So squares are always going to take place between planets in different signs, but the same mode. And then the caliber of square changes. You can have a cardinal square, you can have a fixed square, and you can have a mutable square. A cardinal square is really about direction and how you achieve your objective. Okay, so cardinal signs when they square, like Aries and Cancer, um, Aries has a very direct approach, you know, and Cancer has a surreptitious one. Okay, so cancer is circuitous in the way that it approaches something. So there's a square that they don't approach things in the same way. For instance, let's say you have a mutable square. You have a mutable square between um, uh, Gemini and Pisces. Mutability is there's so much adapting and accommodating going on between the two signs that they don't get anything done, but <laughs> it's like, well, we could do that, or we could do this, or we could do that and this. Well, maybe we don't do either. Maybe we, okay, there's so much changing, so much introduction of variables or options and alternatives that nothing is ultimately decided upon. Or there can be so much accommodating that you end up accommodating so much that you don't even know what you began trying to like achieve or to accomplish. There've been so many accommodations. And that could be the problem with mutable uh, squares. Fixed squares, that's simple. They don't budge, okay? (laughs) Remember that a fixed sign always says no before yes. Now, Taurus is the one that unfortunately got saddled with that reputation. Everyone's like, Taurus is stubborn. Well, what about the stubbornness of Leo? What about the stubbornness of Scorpio? And yes. What about the supreme stubbornness of Aquarius? Okay, these are three signs who all find different ways of saying no before yes. Okay, and that's because a fixed sign is fixed in their stance. They're fixed in their belief. They're fixed in their uh, pursuit. Um, Some people might regard that as a bad thing or an exasperating thing or even a galling thing. But there, what, what that bequeaths as a strength to these signs is a perseverance, okay? They can take um, a lot of punishment uh, in pursuit of what they want, or by their refusal uh, to be coaxed into taking on a different uh, point of view, or, or their refusal to yield the field. So, With a retrograde Jupiter in Taurus and a now direct uh, Venus in Leo, we've got these two benefics situated in signs where they are going to be unyielding. But are they going to be unyielding in a bad sort of way? Not necessarily. They're going to be unyielding. So the other thing that we want to take in mind when we look at these two planets, which are not on the same page, they're in conflict, but it's a nice conflict. Okay. What do they have in common? All right. A lot of times to understand differences, you need to understand what's in common because the difference more often than not is really about not being able to find that common ground, but there's still a hope that you will be able to achieve or accomplish this common ground. Well, what they both have in common is betrothals and promises. Okay. Uh Venus is the planet that rules over betrothal. Uh betrothal comes from uh the words betroth, uh, which means to be true, be truth, be true, betroth. I will be true to you. Um, I I I am marrying you. I am pledging my love to you, I am pledging my allegiance to you. Okay, and so I'm going to be troth. I'm going to be true to you. And this is what Venus rules over. Um, Jupiter rules over, pledges in the sense of a promise and a promise kept. Okay, actually a better word for Jupiter is probably oath. I swear, okay, I swear to God, you know, so one might not say I swear to God, but with the word I swear or the words I swear, you are swearing on the deity. You are swearing on a divinity. Nowadays we say, you know, I swear to God, but back of the day you might say I swear to Deus or I swear to Zeus, you know, and Zeus was the keeper of the oaths that when you met, when you swore to God, you were going to keep that promise no matter what. Okay. So you have uh, Venus, which is betrothal. I will be true to you no matter what. And you have Jupiter, which is, I swear, I swear to God. You know, um, don't we put our hands on the Bible to uh, pledge to tell the truth, and nothing but the truth? That's an oath. Okay, that's something that appears in a courtroom. Jupiter is the planet that rules over justice and courts. Okay, so, um, so there's that connection that's there. So here they are squaring. Now, the first time that they formed a square, the square that's taking place this week is the third square. And there's a little bit of a story to that. Okay, so the first time uh, that they formed the square was on June 11th of this year, June 11th, 2023. And so uh, uh, Venus was moving forward in Leo. Jupiter was moving forward in Taurus and they were con- coming together in a square and they formed a square. And what does that say? What that says that is is that Venus was attracting something that it wasn't getting from the Jupiter, and Jupiter wanted to maybe appease Venus, um, but, but, you know, wasn't really able to appease or, or not sure about it. Because the, the thing that you have with the square is Venus is attracting, and Jupiter is pretty much responding. So Venus is queen of the phrase, when the tough gets going, the going get naked. And this is what Venus does on a regular basis in Greek mythology. Whenever she's faced with an obstacle or a challenge, she just sort of like gives off her toga and shows her magnificent beauty, and everyone's like agog. They're like, "Oh, I can't say no to you. You're so marvelous. You're so beautiful." And she's like, "I am. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We'll give you anything you want." She's like, "Okay," you know, and she passes around the hat or uh, or, or or her uh, girdle or whatever to collect the things that she wants. So. So when the going gets tough, the tough get naked as far as a strong Venus is concerned. She will unleash her power of attraction. Okay. Now, in this instance of the Venus-Jupiter square, Venus is the planetary ruler of Taurus, right? So since Venus, who's in Leo, is the planetary ruler of Taurus, Jupiter might be king of the gods. Jupiter might be, you know, what I say goes, you know, and that sort of thing. But Jupiter in this square is ruled by Venus, which means Jupiter cannot deny her, okay? And, um, and so Jupiter has to do what Venus says. And again, this parallels with Greek mythology. Jupiter, uh, Jupiter and Venus, the two benefics, were sleeping around with everyone on a 24-7 basis, okay? Uh, they were sleeping around with gods, with goddesses, with, with, with nymphs, with vets. Uh, with humans, you know, eh, anyone that was capable of making love, they were sleeping around with. And and that's because Venus and Jupiter, the two benefics, were also seen as the two fertility planets. They were the planets that were making life grow, all right? And so Jupiter, although he was married to Juno or Hera, that's her Greek name, uh, was always sneaking off Mount Olympus and seducing all sorts of people and dressing up as cows and, and swans and things like that in order to... Uh, and when point there was golden showers i think involved but anyway jupiter was you know coming and talking to people and 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 and, and spreading his seed uh because that's jupiter's uh, job but when jupiter got into trouble with hera and she was like oh listen you know you're cheating on me again he would be i was possessed by venus she you know she made me do it so everyone always blamed venus uh when they were led astray in love affairs and things along those lines, but getting back to the astrology, here Venus is in Leo Venus is a golden Venus when she's in the zodiac sign of Leo, and she rules Jupiter in Taurus, so back on June 11, uh there might have been a situation where a promise was made, uh where betrothal was made, where an agreement was 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 agreed upon, okay, and uh there was one person who was like. I really need this agreement from you. And there was another person who was like, anything you want. Okay, so you might have been one of the two in this particular equation, all right? And so there was an agreement, there was a promise, there was a commitment that was made. But perhaps at the same time, there was a little bit of ambivalence about it, okay? A little bit of like, I'm not sure not sure if I should be making this commitment, but I can't say no. I'm not sure if I should promise my support, but oh, this person needs me. So I have to say yes. Okay. So, so, um, I'm not sure if I can disappoint this person or make this person upset. So I will enable. Okay. So, 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 so it starts out innocently. Okay. Um, and, and it starts out with a good intention. All right. But at the same time, there might have been a feeling. On both sides, that there was an ambivalence. You know, if you were the Venus part of the equation, you might have felt a little bit like you were seducing or talking this person into it, or you could feel the resistance, but you were, you know, doing something to coax or persuade this person into saying yes. And maybe if you were on the Jupiter side of the equation, uh, you knew that this. Might not be a good idea, or you weren't sure about the funds, or you weren't sure if the Venus person was reliable or could pay you back, or uh, uh, but you know, or or was making the best decisions about their life, but you just couldn't stand to see them disappointed or hurt or pout or you know frown and not smile in that lovely Venusian way, and and so and so you said yes, okay. So this might have been the beginning of this sort of situation. Now. With this particular square, I mentioned before, we're talking uh, that this uh, Venus-Jupiter square is the third, the third in a series. Um, why? Because Venus turned retrograde. Venus turned retrograde, and so she got out ahead of Jupiter, and she came back through a retrograde, and she formed a second, um, a, a, a second square to, uh, to Jupiter on August 22nd. So Venus was out ahead of of, of, of Jupiter. Jupiter's a a slower moving planet. Why? Because it's further away from the sun than Venus is. Venus, for instance, is inside the Earth's orbit to the sun, whereas Jupiter, Jupiter is outside the Earth's orbit to the sun. That's why Jupiter is a slower moving planet. So Venus got out ahead in in Leo and was completely convinced that everything was okay. Um, Then she turned retrograde. And retrograde, we know, is a reversal of direction. And that can either be an about-face, uh, that can be um, a, a, a reversal of, of one's position, um, or it can be a regression. It can be uh, being forced to return to a situation that one thought that one was free of, or, or, or um, I finished that project, why are you asking me to take it on again? You know, so so regression can be being brought back into something that you thought you had left, or being forced to revisit something that you thought had been resolved and taken care of. And so when they squared for the second time on August 22nd, this time Venus was retrograde. So, so this, might have been, this might have impacted the original promise or commitment or betrothal or, or, or pledge in such a way as that Venus was then saying, you know what, um, I can't do this. Uh, I hate to let you down. I, I, I hate to disappoint you. Or, I was in Bacchanalia last night, and this morning I've woken up and I have a hangover and looking at things more soberly. But uh, Venus might say, I, I, I can't do this. I, I know. I said yes. I know. Um, you were excited about it. You know, I was excited about it too. I was excited about it too. Um, and and that's why I'm so disappointed by having to let you down like this. I mean, I am so sorry that I have to let you down like this. And 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 that must be so hard. It's hard for me, too. It's hard for me, too. When you have benefics squaring, they don't separate each other like the malefics do. <laughs> the malefics will draw a line and say, me versus you, and, and you're the bad guy or something like that. The The benefics will take it upon themselves. They'll be like... You know, I'm sorry to let you down. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Do you hate me? I, I just, you know, I'm hurting about this. I'm disappointed too about this. Okay. So, so that's basically a benefic apologizing okay? or, or, or a benefic breaking, breaking a trust that they had agreed to originally. Um, and, and always with a bit of like, it's okay, right? There's always a little bit of a, it's okay, right? Like, no hard feelings, right? Oh, there's always a bit of that when when beneficates are are breaking a pledge okay um or, or or we could still be friends okay that's that's definitely a bit okay so venus might have come back and and done that now if you're on the venus side of the equation you might have been the person saying i'm so sorry i'm hurt too i'm disappointed you might have been the person saying that or if you were the jupiter you're like what why not you know I'm sorry you know and even though you're kind of like starting to get mad or, or upset, it's just like, but but I can't I can't say no. <laughs> I mean, a benefic enthralled to a benefic that rules it, or the Jupiter and Taurus enthralled to the Venus that rules it in, in Leo cannot say no, you know, and 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 so we'll be like, okay, sort of disappointed about that. Maybe we can get together another time. Sure, we can get together another time maybe, you know, so so this is what goes on. And so there was a disappointment. And that took place with the second time that the two planets formed a square on August 22nd. Um, the adored is disappointing and the adored is disappointed. Okay. And so this is what's going on. And Jupiter in Torian fashion is just going to have to stomach it. Okay. Because Taurus is a sign about endurance, okay? And and it will just take it. Now, that might have been the end of the situation, except for the fact that this third square is taking place with Venus having recently come out of retrograde. But now it's Jupiter that's in retrograde. So what's that mean? Well, Venus is out of retrograde, so all of a sudden things might be like okay. Or you know that 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 promise we made, you know that pledge that we made, you know that commitment that that we went ahead and made to each other. I think I'm back on board with that right now. I th- I I think I can make that work right now. I think I think that can be a thing. Okay? Because I'm direct, so I think I, th- that can be a thing. But what's happening right now is um Jupiter is not direct. Jupiter Is retrograde. So Jupiter is withholding. What is Jupiter withholding of? Jupiter's withholding of the Taurus energy. What is Taurus energy? It is Earth energy. What is Earth rule over? Health and wealth. That's all you have to remember about an Earth sign health and wealth. Okay. So Jupiter may be withholding physical intimacy or support, financial support, financial benevolence, financial giving. Now it's Jupiter who's not. In the mood, or who's not into it, you know, and Venus will be like, "Well <laughs> um certainly, we can revisit this, and Jupiter will be like in its fixed Torianness, um, no, no, we're not going to revisit it now, Venus in Leo might be like, "You know, uh, take it personally, was it something I said, something I did? How can you be such a bad sport about it? You know, we were so on for this now we can make it happen, right, you know." And Jupiter and Taurus might be a little, you know, withholding, you know, Jupiter can get a little Saturnian when it's when it's retrograde. But what it might also be is that simply the circumstances, especially if you're recognizing yourself as the Jupiter and Taurus part of this equation, regardless of whether you have Jupiter and Taurus or not, uh, it may be that circumstantially or financially, uh, it's not a possibility you may still, being the Jupiter in the equation, want to enable or want to support or want to help out. But right now you have to draw a line. Okay. Uh, That might be like, you know, I've been enabling this person's behavior and it's for the person's better good that I not enable it. So I'm setting up a boundary right now. I'm drawing a line right now. Um, Or it might be like, I want to help you out, um, but you went through all the money last time and, and, I don't have anything that I can really um, give you at this point. Like, that's it. The The well's dry. The bank account is empty. I can't help you with this. Although I want to, you know, that that might be the thing as well. And so what's happening here, um, it's not going to end. The square isn't going to end in a sort of like, I'm disappointed, you know, sort of like, you know, you know, something like that, you know, a frown and a face, and, you know, a little. No, it's not going to end like that. What's going on here, and, and squares, particularly squares between benefics, there's always a sort of hook quality to a square. Um, it's like two dogs that can't leave the bone alone. Okay, there's a kind of hook quality that's going on here. And so even though you want to give someone up, you can't give them up. You know, uh, you're, you're being brought back into their orbit. And that's something that can really happen with the square particularly a square between um, benefics. So what's going on here, if we take a couple of steps back with this going in and out, back and forth, retrograde direct, you know, in the heavens, um, is that what's probably happening here is that these planets are really trying to align, all right? Jupiter and Venus are really trying to align. And so the problem has been either the time's been off or the circumstances are off. So even though there might be disappointment or hurt or whatever, there's still a, 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 a wanting to align that's going on. OK, and so what we may be talking about here is less you left me broken trust. Um, you broke your promise. I can't believe in you anymore. It might be there might be an element of that. But but even if there is, that's going to become softened. Okay, because the two planets, Jupiter and Venus, mean well to one another. And so what this might be a realization, you know, Jupiter might not be able to do what it wants to do for Venus right now. And Venus might be a little bit hurt, you know, or put out by it. But they're still wanting to find an agreement between the two. And uh, so the question becomes this week, how do you get two parties who mean well? Back on the same page um, because being benefics, they really want to do right by one another. Okay, so if even you know, I've told you a story of someone who's disappointed you or hurt you or let you down, um, it's not over yet. There's still, because of the nature of the benefics, a, a, a motive, a want, a desire to do right by one another, um, and that is coming. Um, that is coming because Venus will uh, eventually leave the sign of Leo and enter the sign of Virgo on October 8th. Okay, uh, why is that good? Why does that look you know positive? Because Virgo is an Earth sign just like Taurus is. So uh, uh, Venus will enter the zodiac sign of Virgo on October 8th. Um, and what will happen is that what was a square, the one that I've been describing to you, turns into a trine, all right? And trines are of the nature of Jupiter. Okay, so that's a good thing, all right? And it's Jupiter. It may even benefit the Jupiter party um, because uh, trines are of the nature of Jupiter. And uh, in this trine that takes place, um, Venus isn't as powerful as she was in Leo, she she has to maybe sort of like fess up to the fact that maybe she let Jupiter down, you know, being in Virgo, conscientious Virgo. Okay, so Venus and Jupiter trine on October twenty second, and this should bring a happy resolution, or at least a resolution that you can live with, to what began as a star crossed situation. So what begins as a star crossed situation. Uh, with Venus and Jupiter being square in the sky, becomes a situation where uh, the stars align with the Venus-Jupiter trine on October 22nd. So what began as a bit of a kerfuffle ends up being all's well that ends well with this magnificent trine in October
0: This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.